You're listening to The Itch, a podcast exploring all things allergy, asthma, and immunology. I'm your co-host, Courtney, a real-life allergy, asthma, and eczema girl. And I'm your second host, Dr. Payal Gupta, a board-certified allergy, asthma, and immunology doctor. Courtney and I hope to balance each other out so that we get you all the information that you want and need about allergies, asthma, and immunology. This bonus episode is brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific and Allergy Insider. If you're new to allergy land or you want to know more about your atopic conditions, Allergy Insider is your place to go. I've lived with food allergies all my life, but always want to know more because I believe the more you know, and by that I mean fact-based information, the more empowered you will feel to take ownership of your diagnosis. Allergy Insider is a great launching pad for educating yourself, whether it's to know more about a specific allergy or how to manage your life with allergies. Hit it up, www.allergyinsider.com for more, or follow their Insta at Allergy Insider. Okay, friends, this is a fun bonus episode. It's allergy sex talk. I don't know about you, but I can't help but wonder, can you be allergic to semen? As you get to a place in your life where you may be having unprotected intercourse, it's inevitable to wonder this, right? Am I the only one? No? Anyways, I'm starting to blush because this topic is one that I've talked to other people about uh, in kind of hush-hush whispers. And Dr. Kia Wright is here. She's the medical director of Thermo Fisher, and she is here to answer our question, can you be allergic to semen? Before I blush through this microphone into your imaginations, I'm just going to let Dr. Wright answer. Can you be allergic to semen? So the answer to that question is yes, you can be allergic to semen and the official diagnosis is human seminal plasma allergy. And basically it's like the protein surrounding the sperm and there are known um, cases of these uh, semen allergy, but I will say it's extremely rare, but people do want to talk about it because they're curious about it. So I think it's, it's good to talk about because it has educational value and we can alleviate some fears about being allergic because it's, it's extremely rare. So it's the allergy to the coating you said, so it's an allergy to that itself. Because I wonder, and I feel like the question also comes from the idea that, you know, my partner has eaten my allergen and I know that the protein can still kind of creep around in his saliva and I shouldn't kiss him. And maybe someone's also thinking, so my partner just ate my allergen. Should we not get intimate right now or should we make sure we definitely use protection? Yeah, so that is uh, a, a good question. And, and um, I'll sort of talk about it. It's like the differential diagnosis or the different things that could be going on when you suspect that you are having a reaction as it relates to, to uh, sexual intercourse. So there is the human seminal plasma allergy, which is extremely rare. And that one you're reacting to the semen so like everything besides the uh, sperm and because that has a lot of um, protein in it and and those proteins can be allergenic even though it's rare but that that would be treated by actually using a condom uh, some sort of barrier uh, you know the barrier protection but then also uh, patients can have reactions with similar symptoms if their partner were to consume their food allergen. Now that is also rare, but it has been reported. And typically that's within um, two to three hours 
I looked this up, actually, there were some case reports about sort of tree nuts, specifically walnuts, and then also looking at medications too. patients who have medication allergies. Uh, some of that medication can be found uh, in, in uh, seminal fluid as well. And so that there have been case reports of like penicillin and uh, chemotherapy. So I think that the thing is, if you suspect this and having an allergic reaction in relationship to intercourse, then you have to talk to your doctor because your doctor will help to try to tease apart. Is it uh, potentially a semen allergy? Is it in fact that your partner consumed uh, your allergens, whether it's a you know medication or a food prior to intercourse? Was there a condom involved? Because that can also give us clues as to, to what the patient may be reacting to. And when with human seminal uh, fluid allergies, it has been reported in women. So I should say females, um, you know, what sort of symptoms females are reporting um, because it's only been about 80 cases described in the literature. So we we don't have a vast variety of information, but with the limited information we have, your uh, doctor or your allergist can walk through what is a potential culprit allergen. So, I mean, the reports might be for women, but we have to be careful because there's men and men in their course too. So so when you look at the literature, it's only been described in women. If men have not reported it, but is it underreporting on men's part? Perhaps, maybe, but yeah, for the reports, it's only been described in women, but that doesn't mean it's exclusively in women, but the reports relate to women. Yeah. Interesting. And Kia, did you, because I haven't really looked into this as much, and obviously we don't see it that often. Do you know how the food consumption, does it have to be that same day? Does it have to be an hour before? Did they say anything in those case reports? It's only a handful and it was within two to three hours. There was actually more than one case for walnut that, you know, like a tree nut uh, actually being in the in the fluid or suspected to be in the fluid. So it's just important to get that history as to whether or not your partner consumed your uh, food allergen and, and within what time period, because that can give clues. Not that I don't think that this is a common recurrence, but it's important to give your physician that history. I know that I, I attended a lecture by Dr. Dave Stukas and he explained this one situation where they actually had the partner eat the allergen and then give a sample of his semen and then also give a sample of the semen without the before and then after. And they did a skin prick test on the lady and it was positive with the semen that was, I guess, full of whatever the allergen's protein was. So that was kind of an interesting way that they did it. Yes. And I think some of these case reports actually come from the 70s and 80s where like it was less of an IRB issue because like now you don't really like go around, oh, let me collect some of your semen and then do a fresh skin test to it. So I think that there probably is some information out there and they did sort of do some like homemade um, sort of assessment or clinical studies of that. Not saying I'm sure that the protein is in the semen, but I just don't think that we have a lot of as much information now. Interesting. So I think the take home though, for people listening is that any kind of semen allergy is very rare. But if you have had intercourse and you have a reaction, then as Kia said, you should get evaluated to see exactly what could it have been? Could it have been food consumption? Could it have been medication consumption? Could you be actually be allergic to the actual semen or could you be allergic to the condom that you're using? So there's so many different factors that could be involved. And then the other component is, should you be scared if you have a food allergy then to have intercourse with somebody 
and talk to them about your food allergens and all of that kind of stuff. Well, there's two aspects to that. One is kissing and food left over in someone's mouth that we know could cause a reaction. Also, if somebody consumes food and then kisses you, has it on their lips or has it in their mouth or whatever, that could potentially cause a reaction. And then of course, now we're talking about that food potentially getting into the semen and causing a reaction. And so I think that having open conversations with your partner is always important. And I know that's hard, especially when you're first starting to date someone or first getting to know somebody. But Courtney and I talked about this before, but if someone cares about you, they're going to want to care to keep you safe and healthy. And so I think that's the critical thing to remember is that if you're going to be intimately involved in someone, you want to know that that person cares about you enough to understand they, you know, you have a life-threatening food allergy and that they have to be extra careful for you. Yeah. And it's, it's about creating a good relationship with your partner in terms of that. I know everything that my husband eats as much as he doesn't want to tell me, maybe I'm like, what did you eat today? <laughs> it's like, not because I'm curious. I just want to know if I can kiss you. <laughs> um, well, thank you for busting that myth. I'm not sure if it's a myth. It's kind of like a, a thing that circulates on the internet where we all giggle and we're like, but really, can you be allergic to it? So I'm glad we started that conversation. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Remember that all information you hear today is for informational purposes only and are not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. And also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, help spread the word by rating our podcast and sharing with your friends and family who might also be interested in learning more about allergies, asthma, and immunology. You can always stay up to date by checking out our Instagram, The Itch Podcast, where you can leave questions you are itching to know or check out our website, which is www itchpodcast.com, which contains more information about the subjects we covered in today's episode and every episode. Until next time, have a fabulous week.